right, we're live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. He definitely said he was going to shake up the world. And that is what he's definitely doing. Um, we just, I thought some prayers with everyone during this um, tough time that we all have to endure. It's definitely a lot going on, but um, we're going to go ahead and get into it and with another week and spread the word of God as we always do. This is week 59, March 19, 2020. If you're new with us, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies at this time now. And if you've been with us for a while, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in yet again. And I see we have a um, comment. <laughs> Betty says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord. Thank you for tuning in. And as you can see from the title, Escaping the Plague, um, we all know what's going around right now. The um, coronavirus spreading rather very quickly. But um, God gave us a way to escape it. And that's what we're going to be talking about now we're not saying don't wash your hands or, or don't take it seriously at all we're not saying that but it's definitely a way to get out of it and without any further ado i'm going to go ahead and turn it over and we can go to minister tony banks and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message thank you melvin as always we like to start by saying praise the lord and we like to start with saying a prayer so if you guys are at a place where you can and will join in with us Heavenly Father, thank you for yet another opportunity to study your word, to grow closer to you. Lord, we thank you for all the many blessings that you've bestowed upon us. Lord, we thank you for just everything. We thank you for life itself, Lord. We thank you for the sun, the rain, Lord. Things that we may sometimes not even enjoy, but we thank you nevertheless. Lord, we're praying for all of us being affected in so many different ways, Lord. We're praying that you would continue to show us that there is joy in the midst of the storm. Well, we're praying that we would all have the right mindset, no matter what's happening in our lives, that we would just continue to magnify you, that we would continue to put you first or begin to put you first, even if we haven't to this point. So, Lord, we're praying so many blessings in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, as Melvin already mentioned, we understand what's happening in the world right now. Uh, so many people are being affected by the coronavirus. Uh, and I, I know from talking to so many people uh, how it's, a, it's something that people don't take seriously. A lot of people still don't. A lot of people have told me it's not a big deal. But as we look around at all of the things happening, I don't see how anyone could say it's not a big deal because just look at how your life is being altered because of it. I mean, some of us aren't going to our jobs. Some of our jobs have completely closed down. We don't have an opportunity to go to our job. I was talking to one guy today, and he was telling me how um, his father has, they have some type of business, and he's telling me how his father has fired people because of it. So people are losing their jobs. Uh, we see how even the government has uh, put a bill in place to give people some type of relief, monetary relief. So it's all type of things uh, happening in the world around us. We know how uh, the virus has affected sports, uh, many major sporting uh, events have been canceled. So it's changing the entire world. Uh, things that none of us have ever seen in our lifetime, even our parents, our grandparents, some of them never seen anything like this happen in their lifetime where so many uh, major events have been shut down. I know uh, this past weekend, uh, Melvin and I were supposed to go to Michigan and they actually canceled that because of the coronavirus. We were headed up there for a convention. So, so many things are changing. And we didn't see this coming. And we don't know how long it's going to continue. And so it has become a big deal, uh, regardless of if anyone sees it as such. Everything around you is shifting because of it. And so I wanted to talk about that tonight uh, because there are some people that are panicking about it. And 
God wants us to know that there is still a way to escape these times. Uh, now, I'm not saying none of us will get it. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is there's protection if we come into God's sheepfold. If we become one of God's children, there is protection for his children. And so I wanted to move to the book of Exodus and we'll move over to the 12th chapter and we'll read uh, the focus verse first. So that's Exodus 12 and we'll look at verse 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this is something we're seeing happen in the world around us. The plague is spreading like wildfire. And that's what makes uh, so many people fear because it's something that's spreading extremely fast. People say, well, I looked at the statistics and it's not killing as fast as this disease or that disease or this or that. The issue with, the issue with it is the way it's spreading. But so, in the book of Exodus here, we find God about to... Uh, lead out his children from Egypt. We know that the children of Israel have been uh, captive. They've been in bondage under Pharaoh. And so one of the things that God tells Moses to tell his people to do is take the blood of the lamb. We've heard this before. He tells them to take the blood of the lamb and it's going to be a token. It's, this is a gift from God. This is a gift that he's given us a chance to escape. So he tells them to take the blood as a token and put it upon the house. <laughs> put it upon the house where you are. He says when he sees the blood, he'll pass over us and he will not allow the plague to destroy us. The plague is what we're <laughs> the plague is what we're so concerned with today that's what the news is about as soon as you turn on the news today they're talking about the plague that's what we're talking about but God says if you put the blood upon your house he said the plague won't destroy you he won't allow the plague to destroy you because nothing happens without God's say so Nothing is allowed without God allowing it to happen. And so we're going to go back. Uh, we're going to do a little running here, but we'll go back. Uh, let's go back up to Gen excuse me, Exodus chapter 12, and we'll start verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Mm -hmm. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take at, to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. Now, God has told me the same thing. He says, speak to all the congregation. Tell my people, look, there is a gift that he's offering. That's what we're talking to you about tonight. This gift to escape the plague. And it deals with the blood of the lamb. The way we escape this disease that's spreading like wildfire is to receive the blood of the lamb. All right. Speak ye unto our read verse three. And if the household be too little for, for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house Take it to accord take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your account for the lamb. Mm -hmm. Your lamb shall be without blemish. Now this is a perfect lamb. This is a perfect lamb. <laughs> Behold the Lamb of God. We're talking about Jesus Christ here. This is how we escape the plague with the blood of the Lamb. Alright, now it should be a lamb without blemish. We know Jesus was perfect. There was no guile found in his mouth. He had no sin. He'd never done anybody wrong. 
He was perfect. He is the way that we escape the plague. Alright. A male of the first year, ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. Alright. And ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Mm -hmm. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the house, houses where they shall eat it. Now, he told them once they kill the lamb, take the blood and put it on the house. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Our body is the house of God. If we allow him to come in the house, put the blood over you. That's, all of these things pointed to the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, they used a physical lamb. But we know the lamb of God is Jesus Christ. Because John said, behold, the lamb of God. And he was perfect. And he had the blood. To take away the plague. That's what that blood was for. So that we wouldn't have to worry about the coronavirus. We wouldn't have to worry about any disease. Whether it be cancer. Whether it be diabetes. No matter what disease it was. The blood is our way to escape. Alright. And they shall eat the flesh in that night. Roast with fire. And unleavened bread. Drop back down to 12 again. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. God said he was going to execute judgment because he is the Lord. A lot of times God has to allow uh, things like this to occur to wake somebody up. God needs Excuse me. We need traumatic events so that we can begin to think about God. Because as long as everything is going smoothly in life, we're concerned with everything else. See, right now, so many uh, things that we enjoy, like basketball, because I enjoy it. Those things begin to... Uh, take up all of our time to the point where we don't even give time for God. Because if those things are on, we and we get upset if Bible study goes too long or if church is at the same time. Somebody said, well, I just won't make it this time. I got to watch this game because th this is important. Even though we have the technology to re-watch it whenever after this event has recorded. But we feel... We can't miss this. We we set our schedule around these events. And so God has to touch these events to where they're not even available. And that's what he's done now. He told us uh, that he would shake up the world again. And that's what we're seeing. The world is being shaken before our eyes. And so... He didn't leave us without a way to escape. And the way to escape his judgment is through the blood. We still need the blood. The same way the Jews needed the blood in the Old Testament to leave from under the hands of Pharaoh, we need his blood today. So, read that for us again, Mel. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. We see a lot of people being smitten now. A lot of people are dying from various things, but a lot of people are dying. I was looking at uh, the news, I think it was two days ago. Now, I don't know exactly what day this happened on, but I was looking at it. Uh, it might have been yesterday when I was looking at it, but... I think it was around 474 people died in Italy in one day from the plague. That's a lot of people. I know people have said it's not a big deal, but almost 500 people in one day, it sounds like a big deal to me. But that's because I value human life because there is a soul involved. And so... 
God said he was going to kill the firstborn in the land of Egypt. We're seeing killing done in the land today. But God, all right, go ahead and read down, Mel. Both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. We, we're seeing people and animals die. Uh, one of my friends was talking about how uh, koala bears, they were burned by wildfires. We're seeing so much destruction. And God told us it happened. He said both man and beast. We're seeing people and animals die. But there is a way to escape the plague. We don't have to die. We know we all have to die eventually. But God will give us some time. And there's a way to escape it. All right. And the blood shall be for you to you for a token upon the houses where you are. The blood is the gift. God gave us his son. It was a gift. He gave us Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. It was a gift. And what was important about Jesus was the blood. That was the important part, the blood that he shed. Because that blood gave us peace with God. That blood is what God noticed and said, I'm going to pass over. I'm not going to execute judgment. It was the blood. So he said, the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. All right. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. The blood is what God respects. He's looking at the blood. He's not looking at the name. Some people in this world, if you have a certain name, you get somewhere. If someone is in the Trump family, they may have priority over me because someone would see that name. It's about a name. But in God, he's not looking at that name. He's looking for the blood. Do you have the blood? God is no respecter of persons. He's looking for the blood. This is our way to escape. All right. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. We, I, would, we wouldn't have to worry about the plague. Go ahead and finish that mail. When I smite the land of Egypt. It's coming though. But if we're covered by the blood, God won't allow it to destroy you. There is a way to escape the plague. Somebody does not have the blood of Christ, but you can receive it. The blood is still a gift available unto you. So let's drop down to verse 28. And the children of Israel went away and did as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. So did they. And it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on, on his throne unto the firstborn of the captain that was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of cattle. Mm -hmm. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. We see how God allowed the plague to shake up the world of Egypt. This is what's happening today. The plague is here shaking up the world. I mean, it may not have started in the United States. It may have started in Asia and then spread throughout the world. But now the plague is here. And we see a great cry. That's what we've been doing as a nation, as a world. The world has been crying out no matter where people are. The plague is here. And there is a cry, but the only thing we need to escape this is the blood. We need the blood of the lamb, and that's Jesus Christ. The blood, the blood is important because we know that after God brought them out of Egypt, he took them 
to the Red Sea. And the Red Sea represented the blood. The blood is what we need to escape. The Red Sea is how the uh, Israelites, they escaped Pharaoh. God, we know the story. God allowed Moses to use the rod and part the sea. And so the uh, Israelites, they walked through on dry ground. And the Egyptians tried to do the same thing. But as soon as they got out there and got too far, God allowed the water to close back in and free his people. So we see the blood saved them then because the Red Sea represented blood. So even then, the blood protected them. And that's what it'll do for you today. These are words of deliverance. These are words of salvation because the blood, the blood is what's important. This is the gift that God is giving to us all. So once we take his blood, we'll be saved. We won't have to worry about the plague. Now, like Melvin said earlier, I'm not saying don't wash your hands. <laughs> I'm not saying we should be foolish and we should, we know people have it and we're running up to them, hugging them, uh, jumping all over them. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying be foolish because we shouldn't tempt the Lord. But, we won't have to worry about the plague. We won't have to worry about it coming to destroy us because God has made a way for us to escape it. That's what he gave us the blood of Jesus for. So that we would not be destroyed by the plague. So I want to move over. Uh, I also wanted to move over to Deuteronomy. I think uh, the 28th chapter. Yeah. Because we have to accept what God says. And if we take his blood, then we'll receive his protection. So I want to read, I want to start in verse 1 here. And it shall come to pass. Now it shall come to pass. Alright. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Now God told us to receive the blood. Alright. To observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Now, he told them, he said, it'll come to pass if. Now, this is an if statement. So that requires us to do something. So he said, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Now, what we just read in Exodus, we cannot find where God went and told the people, hey, you need to take the blood of the lamb and put it over the door. We can't find that because we know that God went to Moses and Moses went to the people. So the only way for them to hearken unto the words of God was to listen to what Moses said. Because Paul told us, how can we hear without a preacher? So we need the preacher to tell us about the blood. Because somebody out there thinks the only way for us to escape this is through medicine. But if God doesn't allow us the medicine the, the knowledge and the understanding to cure this disease, it'll never be cured. This could wipe out the entire human race if God allowed that. I'm not saying he's going to allow that because I don't believe that's what's going to happen. But it all goes back to God and listening to his voice. He told us we need to take the blood. All right. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. Go back, go back to go back to verse one again. Read that one over for me, Mel, if you don't mind. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, 
to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Now, he said, if we listen to what he tells us to do, he will set us on high above all the nations of the earth. You know, when we have plagues, I was talking to somebody the other day, actually, and they were talking to me about how when people have different diseases, they use marijuana. Now, people are receiving a high. That's what, that's what the drug addict's looking for, a high. We're looking for a feeling. And notice God said he'll set you on high. You don't have to search for the, the, the marijuana. You don't have to search for the alcohol. You don't have to search for the methamphetamine. He will set you. He said he'll put you on high. You won't have to worry about getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> and the high that God takes you, this ain't an illegal high here. So we're searching for so many thrills in the world. But God said he'll put you on high. And this high will have you above all the nations of the earth. This is God's doing. If we take that blood, see the blood, listening to God does so many things for us that we're trying to get every day. Because when people are on drugs, we're searching for it constantly. I've watched people that I've known. I mean, they'll continually seek this feeling. I mean, do substances and Within an hour, they're doing the same substance all over again, trying to receive that same high, and they just can't seem to find it. But with God, it's a high like none other. If you truly experience it, it's a high like none other. And so he said he'll set us on high, all right? And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. If we listen to him, and again, we have to listen to the preacher because that's the only way he, Paul told us, how can we hear? How can we hear the words of God without a preacher? If we'll listen to him, he said these blessings, it'll overtake us. We'll be blessed and will escape the plague because so many others will be destroyed by it. So many others will be uh, consumed by the plague just as the Egyptians were consumed by the plague so long ago. And God still protected his people. He still protected his people because they obeyed his voice. So all we have to do, it's not hard to obey God. It's not hard if we actually want to. So he said, these blessings will overtake you, all right? Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall thou be in the field. Mm -hmm. Blessed shall be the fruit of the body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Mm-hmm. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Mm -hmm. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. He's going to bless us in so many ways that we never even thought about. But this only happens when we receive his blood. It's about taking the blood of the Lamb so that we can escape the plague. But along with that, God's going to do so many other things. He's going to do so many other things for us. He said he was going to bless the fruit of the ground. But how can he bless it if I don't have any fields? He can't bless it. So I have to get in the position to get some fields. I have to get in a position where God can bless the things that I have. But... We're talking about escaping the plague. And again, this is something that's happening worldwide. And it's only continuing to get worse. Actually, I was uh, talking.
talking with someone today and they were telling me the first reported case in Oxford, Mississippi, they have it. Yep. So I know I was before people were telling me, oh, it won't come here. I don't know how they come up with these uh, estimations. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. But God's word is still true. And we can still escape the plague. So that's what it's about. It's about taking on the blood of the lamb. And letting it cover your life. Because you can't make somebody else be covered by the blood of Christ. You can't do that. You have to take it upon your temple. Take it upon uh, your house. So that we can be blessed. Alright. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. Now. The coronavirus is our enemy. Now. now it can be used as good. Don't get me wrong. Because. Somebody asked me how I felt about it uh, a while back. And I told them, I'm not happy that people are getting sick. Please don't misunderstand that because I don't want to see anyone sick. But what I am happy about is the awareness, the attention, uh, the, the focus that it places on God. Because as I've said so many times, the moment things start to go astray for us. The moment things start to get tough, to get bad, to seem like there is no way out of this, we begin to call on God. We begin to ask God, I need your blood to cover me. I need the blood of Jesus Christ to cover my life, to protect me from all of my enemies, to protect me from diseases, to protect me from everything that's set out to destroy me. And he already told us from the beginning, how to do it. We just have to take his word and obey it. He already told us from the beginning. We're praying for so many things that God already told us how to handle. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things shall be added. These things, the protection, it'll be added to you. Escaping the plague, it'll be added to you. Just do what he said. Receive his blood. Obey his voice. From the beginning, Adam and Eve, they heard the voice. It was the voice of God. When after they had messed up, they heard his voice and so they hid themselves. Are you hiding yourself today from the voice of God? We know some things that God's been telling us to do. Things that God is asking us to do. And we're still running. Just as Adam and Eve did. We're still hiding ourselves. But God is still saying. I'm trying to protect you from this plague. I'm trying to protect you from your enemies. I'm trying to protect you from all of the things. That are coming to destroy you. If you would take the blood of the lamb. And continue. To obey the voice of God. He said, he'll bless you. He'll set you on high. I know some, some of us have uh, searched for high so long. He'll give it to you. You don't need the drugs for that. He's going to give you something you never experienced before. And it'll be better than anything you ever experienced before. And I'm a living witness to that. So we have to take the blood. All right. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. He said, <laughs> no matter what comes against you, it'll flee. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. All right. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouse and in all that, that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Mm -hmm. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself. As he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. There's still an if. This is a choice we're making. Things don't have to destroy us that come to destroy others. 
But whose side are you on? We have to get on the right side. And so God wants to give us all of these things. He desires to give us this. I mean, he didn't, he didn't have the Bible written for nothing. It's for us to use as a guide. It's for us to use to be protected so that so many problems we wouldn't have to go through. And my problem was I didn't use it. This book has so many things to benefit me, and I didn't even use it. But in one place, he told us, don't forget all of God's benefits. The blood is one of his benefits. But I forgot it. <laughs> I, I, didn't t I took it for granted. All right. And all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the, by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. This is what the blood does for you. People can see it. People can see just how God is protecting you. They can see God's glory in your life. It says, all the people of the earth shall see. He said, let your light so shine that men may see People ought to see it. When the blood covers you, people will see it because they wonder, how did this not happen to you? How did that not happen to you? It's because of the blood. God has protected me. And he's going to allow you to see it because it's nothing but his glory. It's nothing special that I've done. It's something that God has done in my life. It's the blood. So people will see all the many ways that God blesses you. We looked at uh, some time ago, we looked at how uh, Joseph, they saw how God was uh, blessing him. Everything he touched, God blessed. He's the same God for us that he was back then. It was the blood of the lamb. It was because he not only knew what God said do, he did it. So in order for us to escape this, this tough time in our lives, a time that none of us have ever seen, we need the blood of the lamb. That's our only escape. The doctors are doing a good job. The government is doing a good job. Everybody's doing a good job. But the eternal way, the only way that's going to last is for us to accept the blood so that God won't allow these things to consume us. And he wants to do it for you. That's the beautiful part about this story. You know, sometimes people offer you something and they don't really want to do it for you. Sometimes out of guilt, out of, uh, well, I guess I just should do this. Sometimes people offer things that they don't really want to do for you. But now we have God who's wanting to save you. He, don't, he doesn't want to see evil happen to you. It's not God's will that any of us should perish. That's not his will. He doesn't want to see evil happen to us. But we have to take the blood. Or else evil will happen. So the decision is yours today. Will you continue to run and hide from the voice of God? Or will you take on that blood? It's for you. And like I said, he wants it to happen for you. And that gives me happiness and joy because I know it's not a burden to him. He's not looking at it like, man, I guess I got to do this for him, huh? I sure don't want to. He wants to save you. This is what a mighty God that we serve. He wants to help you. He wants to be there for you in the midnight hour when it seems like, you know, that brings something to my remembrance. I was talking to someone and this person had, he was in the emergency room and he, text, he, he texted his family member 
And he told them, he said, hey, I'm in the emergency room. And they asked him what for he told them. And so after he told them, it, now this is his family. They responded to him, okay, thank you for letting me know. And that was the end. They said, okay, thanks for letting me know. That's it. <laughs> there is no love there. There is no love. There is no true concern for people. But God loves you. This is somebody that actually cares about you. It doesn't matter uh, if you are a, a, a white, black, uh, Asian. I mean, you hear people make so many jokes about different races because they're not one. But this isn't the way of God. He doesn't care about your race, your gender. He loves you. He doesn't care about what uh, what's going on in your life. He still cares about you. And so I've seen how some people, because a person is making mistakes, say a person lives an unhealthy lifestyle, say, say a person eats too many sweets, and they develop uh, diabetes or... Uh, Whatever, whatever kind of disease, some people out there will say, oh, that's good for them because they should have did better. They, they should have known that they shouldn't have ate all those sweets. But that's not how God is. We should still have love for people, even if they're making bad decisions, because who will love that person? Who will, who will be the one to help them come out of those bad decisions? That's, that's the love that God wants us to have for us. Others, love thy neighbor as thyself. If I'm making horrible decisions, I want somebody to tell me, Tony, you need to make better decisions. And this is coming out of a place of love because this is going to benefit me. And so it really hurt me to hear the person tell me this because I could hear the desertment, the feeling of loneliness, the feeling of uh, having no one there that cared for them when they're in a place where they may die. That's a hard place to be in. But what I wanted to remind them was that God still cares, and I care, because I cannot not care. I, I can't do that because of the love that God has put inside of me. Because I want all of us to escape the plague, whatever it may be, whatever it is that we're facing. If it's suicidal thoughts, I want us all to escape that. I mean, no matter what it is, whether it's hatred for somebody else, we need to escape it. We need God's, uh, the blood of Christ to escape these things. And he, want, he wants to give it to you. And so that's where we are in this time of our life. We're talking about escaping the plague. We're talking about having love for one another. Because we need it. We need that love right now. You know, not having love for one another is partially what's gotten us here. Because... I've heard people say, you know, if you're a younger person and you have a strong uh, <laughs> immune system, if you have a strong immune system, they say, oh, you got nothing to worry about. You're going to be fine. But what about all of those who don't have it and you're just contaminating them? What about those? And right. so, what'd you say, man? No, I just said, right. <laughs> so, it comes down to love. We just don't care about one another. We just say, since I'm going to be fine, I mean, that's their problem. They should have had a stronger immune system. They should have <laughs> ate better. They should have worked out more. They should have prayed. We say so many foolish things. And I remember hearing something. Um, you know, a lot of people go to the beach in Florida for spring break. Is that Black Beach? 
Orange Beach, one of the beaches down there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the same thing this year. No matter what's going on, the corona coronavirus all over the world, it's still hundreds, thousands of people down there on that beach. And they interviewed one young man, and they said, are, are you not concerned about this virus and how it can be spreading? And, of course, he's a young guy. I think he's 21. And um, he said, I, I don't care. I'm not going to let this stop me from partying. Uh, no matter what, I'm going to party. So no matter what the risks are involved, he's still going to go down there and party for that week or, or weekend or however long they're down there. And it's just ridiculous. Um, like Tony was saying, we just don't have any love for each other. Even if even if you don't care about how it will affect you, how will it affect others? So I'm pretty sure you're going to go see his mom or his auntie or his uncle or somebody in the older range because that's where um, the older people are the most at risk. You know, 60, 70 and up, and people with weak immune systems. So mm-hmm. that person may, of course, he's young, and he may have a super strong immune system. But what about the people that he's going to be around? Well, we just don't have any love for each other, and that's one of the great commandments. Love your neighbor as yourself, and your neighbor is not just the person that lives next door to you. That's everybody. Mm-hmm. But I just want to throw that in there. Go ahead. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we got to have that love because... On top of that, some of us are going to get in trouble with God because we make statements like that. Because we say, because I'm young, nothing's going to touch me. There are young people that are severely affected by this disease. Among other diseases, there they are young died. people <laughs> and have died. So, we, be, the devil deceives us. The Bible tells us he deceived the whole world. And he's still doing it to this very day. We're being deceived. You know, I, I want to go over to Psalms chapter 4. While we're talking about this, I want to go over to Psalms chapter 4. And we'll start at verse 1 here. Because I wonder this also. I wonder how long will it be before we wake up? You know, it takes, and I've said it so many times. But it's so true. It takes things like this for people to wake up. I had one of my friends uh, tell me they wanted to start putting more time into God. Now, this did not happen until this disease caused uh, them not to be able to go through their daily life activities because so many uh, jobs are closed, uh, things are quarantined. So, this disease caused them to say, you know what, I'm going to put more time into God because I don't have any reason not to now. I mean, the stuff that I would normally watch on TV is out. My job that I'm normally going to daily is done for now. So I don't have any other reason to say, God, I don't have time today. So I'm thankful when I hear stories like that because God's going to take care of you. He just wants you to receive that blood, all right? Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou mm-hmm. hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Mm-hmm. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. Mm-hmm. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing? Salah. And that's what I'm wondering. How long will we love vanity? How long are we going to continue with evil thoughts. How long are we going to not have love for one another? Like I said, one of, I've watched as people have went to the emergency room and I said, and I asked others, like, hey, how are they doing? And I've seen people respond, it don't even matter to me. That's good for them. They deserve that. How can we say these things just because people make bad decisions? There's many people making bad. I've made tons of bad decisions in my life, but I needed someone to help me to come out of them. I needed someone to talk to me about it, to pray for me. We all need that. So how long will we be this way? How long will we still hide from God? How long will we not answer his call? 
We have to escape the plague. Well, you don't have to, but you should. We should want to. But how long will it be before we recognize God is serious? And he's calling. And <laughs> our time is limited. There is only a short time. Our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Time is winding up. How long will it be before we recognize I need to I need to get myself together. That's what all of this is about right now. God is getting someone's attention. He wants you to completely turn your life over to Christ. But how long will it take for us to do that? How long? All right. But know that the Lord hath set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. And he'll hear when you call. So when you call him to say, Lord, please protect me from this disease, he'll hear you. He'll protect you. He'll strengthen you and raise you on eagle's wings. He will protect you. He already made us these promises. And he told us in one place, we swear by the greater. People say it all the time. People say, I swear to God. He tells us not to do this. But God, he swore by himself. There is no greater than him. He promised to protect us. He promised to take care of us. He said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. Why wouldn't you want to serve a God like this? Someone that actually desires to do things for you. You know, as people, we, we chase after people that don't even want anything to do with us. We chase after people. We chase after that attention. But God is desiring to have a relationship with us. And he's chasing after us. And we running from him. <laughs> We're so backwards as people. He's chasing after us and we're running the other way. But we're running to other people and they're running from us. Some people say we just enjoy the chase. But God loves you. And we have a way to escape. So I want to go back to wrap this up. Go back to Exodus 12. And I think we're at verse 13. Uh, let's, go, let's go to 12. Let's go to 12. Exodus 12 and 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. Mm -hmm. I am the Lord. Mm -hmm. And the blood shall be for you, a, to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. This is a gift to us. Again. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. The house, in the Old Testament, it was a physical house. But now, our body is where God wants to reside. Our body is God's house. And so, the blood is going to be a gift to protect our bodies. All right? And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. We won't have to worry about the plague to destroy us. Yes, it's a serious thing. Yes, everything that God allows to happen in this world, it's a serious thing. But he won't allow the plague to come upon us and destroy us. And friends... Even if God allowed me to receive the coronavirus, even if I died from it, God still, his word still held true. Because nothing in this world can destroy your soul. Only God has the power to send you to heaven or to hell. But the devil wants you to be lost. But he doesn't have the power to take your soul. When he was dealing with Job, 
God told him, look, you can touch everything that he has. He said, but don't touch his life. He, the devil can get you to kill yourself, but he, he can't do it. He can get in someone else and get them to kill you, but he can't do it. So we give the enemy so much power with how we allow him to control our thoughts. He, he fills our mind with so many evil thoughts and we act on them and we're all guilty of it. But if we hold on to Christ, he won't allow the enemy to destroy you. If we hold on to him, and again, that's an if statement, it's your choice. But I'm praying that we would all take that opportunity because he loves you. And what is more powerful than love? Is, is nothing more powerful than love. God is love. Is nothing more powerful than love. I mean, it's so easy to hate. It's so easy to hate someone because of something they've done, because they made you upset. It, it's so easy for that. But love, love will make, love will cause you to forgive so many bad things that people have done to you and you will overlook them because of love. Love is a powerful thing. People say you're crazy if you love. <laughs> I remember when uh, the guy had, uh, his uh, brother was uh, supposedly mistakenly killed by the police officer. I remember people thought that man was crazy. They said, I would never forgive somebody for doing a, an act like that a heinous crime like that. But that's love. And and love surpasses understanding for, for those that can't see God because people would say, I just don't see how you can do that. I just cannot comprehend how you could ever be like that. Friend, that's because of the blood of the Lamb. Love. The blood has caused me to not be destroyed by the plague that is hatred. Because hatred is a plague. It's a sickness that runs through the veins of so many people. But God wants to clean you up of that. You got to be washed clean by the blood. It's the blood. So when I began to think about all of the things that God has done for us, my soul cries out. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for saving me. And I'm praying that somebody else will receive the same thing because I don't want to just enjoy God's goodness by myself. I'm praying that friends, family, loved ones, even my enemies, that we would all receive this to escape the plague. Right now, it's coronavirus that we're so worried about. But what will it be tomorrow? What will it be next year? What will it be the year after that? God's blood will protect you from all of it. Not just one thing. See, God has, <laughs> he has type O blood. He's the universal donor. He can fix all the problems. It doesn't matter what problem you have. <laughs> he can fix it. It does not matter. That's the universal blood. He has blood that will cover all nations. And he told us he'll set us on high. Some people right now are searching for a high. But if you can hear this word, God has a high for you. He told you he set you on it. And you won't need the alcohol for it. You won't need the cocaine for it. He wants you to escape. So I'm praying somebody tonight would, would take heed to the call of God. Take heed to the word of God. Because his word is true. It, it has nothing to do with me or Melvin. His blood is for you. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done in your life, there is forgiveness. There is reconciliation. There is redemption. There is a call from God to you. So I'm going to turn it over to Melvin because I can continue talking <laughs> And I will if someone has any questions, but I'm just praying for all of us uh, in this hour uh, of darkness that we're going through right now. Uh, 
to take the blood of Christ and remember the blood of Christ. Don't forget his many benefits. He told he'll protect us from this. He'll protect us from this and so much more. Don't forget his benefits. We talked about that a while back. He's got so many benefits. His blood benefits all. Like I said, it's type O blood. It's universal. It fits every problem, every disease, everything. That's what his blood is for. So I'm going to turn it over to Melvin. <laughs> I mean, I don't have much to add. It's just um, we're definitely going through uh, a dark time right now. As Tony said earlier, uh, he's a basketball fan, and I am too. And that was the first league to actually shut down their operation. We haven't seen anything shake up the world like, we, like we're seeing right now in today's day. In, in modern times, we haven't seen anything. I'm talking about basketball, soccer, hockey, golf, all everything is shutting down. Um, you can't even eat in most restaurants today. I went to Wingstop yesterday. <laughs> they had the tables on the chairs saying it's only take it's takeout only. And they put the straws and the cup lids back behind the counter to limit human interaction so that um, people won't a lot of people won't touch it. So it, it's it's crazy. All the, all the things that are going on. And so, like Tony said, what is it going to be next year? It's, it's always going to get something. God has to grab our attention in some way. I remember back in 9-11, well, I read about it, um, 9-11-01, when the Twin Towers got hit by the plane, the president at the time called for a worldwide national day of prayer. And so God has to grab our attention. And it, it shouldn't take disasters like this to get the human body working as one because we're all one we're all one body in the body of Christ. We all have to get in Christ and, and receive the blood of Jesus so that we can do so. But we all want to say that this is mine. We all want to not share anything except for when disasters strike like this. Then we all want to work together. Then we all want to lift each other up. But we should be doing that all the time. And Proverbs just says, look to the ant. You never see the ants fighting with each other. You see them all working together towards one common goal. And that's what the human family should do. Work together towards one common goal of one day reaching heaven. And it, like I said, it shouldn't take natural disasters like this. But God has to give our attention in some way. He has to shake up the world. He said he was and we're seeing it unfold before our very eyes. But um, that's all I have to say. I just want to thank the people that are listening or watching now and thank the people that will be listening to the podcast later. I see we have a, a lot of comments. I didn't read off all of them, but um, Betty says, thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Cynthia says, thank you, Lord, for this word. She also said, blood of Jesus will never lose its power. That is true. Alexandria says, universal blood, <laughs> type O blood. I like that. And... um. Tasha says amen and Betty and Belinda thank you guys all and Dre and Rosie and Brandon if I forgot anybody um, I'm sorry but thank you all for tuning in and um, commenting and interacting if you have any questions please feel free to ask or if you want us to shape a whole video around the topic that you've been having questions about please ask don't don't hesitate because if you have the have a question I guarantee you that somebody else has it as well so now it definitely be the time to ask as I ramble on about but yeah um it's just and a lot of people say it's gonna get worse before it gets better one person said um I think he's within the in the CDC he said it may last like this and get worse all the way up until April of 2021 and I mean I'm not I don't know how sure that is obviously we don't know the future but um just in case we better make sure that we're covered by the blood because um, it, cover, it covers a lot, covers a multitude of sin. So definitely um, be careful. Wash your hands. Just be careful is all I can say. And um, we pray that you guys have a blessed and safe weekend. As always, audio versions will be uploaded shortly after we go offline. We see that we don't have any questions. And even after we go off, um, feel free to... Uh, 
inbox us because our inbox is always open to any questions or concerns or even if you disagree with something we say we would love to sit down and take a look at it in the Bible to see what God is saying. So uh, we're going to end it right there. Thank you again for tuning in um, week 59. We'll keep on rolling. So rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies and count it all joy, count it all joy. There is joy in the midst of every storm. So thank you and we'll see you guys next Thursday with another topic coming straight from the Word of God. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.